Welcome to your daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less from Hot Crime Cold Coffee. Listener discretion advised due to sensitive material and some violence. These daily episodes are brought to you Monday through Friday in addition to our regular weekly episodes that you can find on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yesterday's true crime trivia question was which death row inmate's last meal was chicken parmesan and alfredo pasta? And the answer to that question is Ruth Brown Snyder. Ruth Brown Snyder was born on March 27th, 1895, and she was executed in the electric chair in Sing Sing Prison on January 12th, 1928, for the murder of her husband, Albert Snyder. Her execution was extremely publicized at the time for two reasons. The first one was that she was a female who was being executed and was given the death penalty, as well as a reporter had snuck in a camera and had taken pictures during the execution. Ruth Snyder was a homemaker from Queens and she began an affair in 1925 with Henry Judd Gray, a married corset salesman. She began to plan the murder of her husband, Albert, initially with Gray's help, but he didn't really want to help her. Part of her distaste and disgust with her husband was that he had a picture of his deceased previous fiance, Jesse Gouchard, on the wall of their home, and he also had named a boat after her. Some say that Albert Snyder was also extremely abusive, including emotional and physical abuse, and he also blamed Ruth for the birth of their daughter. He wanted it to be a boy, and instead it was a girl. He was also very demanding and he would also beat their child as well. Ruth had persuaded her husband to purchase an insurance policy before his murder. Ultimately, she had tried murdering him at least seven times prior, but was not successful, and he survived each time. On March 20th of 1927, Ruth Snyder, along with Henry Gray, they garroted, garroted, they garroted Albert and also stuffed his nose full of rags that had been soaked in chloroform. Then they staged his death as a burglary. The detectives at the scene of the crime could find very little evidence of a burglar. Also, while investigating the crime scene, the detectives found that the property that Ruth had claimed had been stolen was actually hidden inside the house. The key breakthrough in the case 
was a little piece of paper that the detectives had found with the letters JG on them. They were the same initials of Albert's former fiance, Jesse Duchard, and Ruth became very flustered. She turned to Henry Judd Gray, who went by Judd, and asked him what he had to do with the murder. This was the first time the detectives had even thought about Gray being part of the murder. He hadn't initially been a suspect, and they became even more suspicious. Gray stated he had an alibi and that he had been in Syracuse, New York all night, but then law enforcement discovered from his friend that the friend had set up a hotel room for Gray to provide an alibi. Once police confronted Gray about the murder, he basically told them everything and Ruth's involvement. Ruth and her lover basically turned on each other and they were both convicted of the killing of Albert and sentenced to death. Ruth was executed first, and 10 minutes later, Judd Gray was then executed. It's very rare that women receive the death penalty, and currently, I think there's a little over 50 women on death row throughout the United States. Today's true crime trivia question is what is the name of the Hollywood Ripper? And I'll have that answer for you tomorrow. Today in true crime history, on November 8th, 1972, the body of James Willette was found by a hiker in Guerneville, California. James Willette was a 26-year-old Vietnam Marine combat vet and he was killed by members of the Manson family. Several months before his body was found he had been forced to dig his own grave and then was shot and poorly buried so that the person who found him found him because there was one hand protruding from the grave. Willette's body was found without his head and missing his other hand, possibly scavenged by wild animals because he had been buried in such a shallow grave. His station wagon was found outside a home in Stockton where several of the Manson family were living, including Priscilla Cooper, Lynette Frome, and Nancy Pittman. When law enforcement searched the home, they found the body of James Willette's 19-year-old wife, Lauren Rini Chevelle Olmsted Willette, buried in the basement. She had been recently killed by a gunshot to the head, which law enforcement suggested that she was killed because they were scared that she would reveal 
who had killed her husband because his body had been found and it was on the news. The members of the Manson family initially said it was an accident that she had died, but then Michael Monfort pled guilty to murdering her. Priscilla Cooper, James Craig, and Nancy Pittman pled guilty as accessories to Rene Ouellette's murder, and Monfort and William Goocher later pled guilty to the murder of James. And James Craig pled guilty as an accessory to the fact. Also on this day, on November 8th, 2019, Peggy Lynn Johnson, formerly known as Racine County Jane Doe, was identified. Her body had been discovered in 1999 in Raymond, Wisconsin. And also when they identified her, they had also mentioned that they had someone in custody for her murder. Her body was discovered on July 21st, 1999 by a father and daughter while they were walking their dogs in Raymond, Wisconsin. According to law enforcement at the time, her death had occurred within 24 hours of the discovery of her body. It had rained on the night after her body had been dumped, and so there was very little evidence left behind, although it was determined that her body had been left at the scene where they found her before it had initially rained. During the autopsy, multiple injuries were discovered reflecting that she had been abused and neglected for a long period of time. She was malnourished and had an untreated infection in her left elbow, had been sexually assaulted, and it appeared that the abuse had increased in severity in the days immediately before her death. She had potential chemical burns, on at least 25% of her body and road rash as well. Her nose was broken as well as some of her ribs. Some of them may have been after her death, likely post-mortem. Several facial reconstructions had been created over the years, but they had not led to any leads of to who she was. So in 2013, they had exhumed her body, hoping that with additional DNA testing as well as isotope testing, they would be able to find out who she was. In September of 2019, law enforcement received a tip that Linda LaRoche had confessed to multiple individuals that she had murdered someone in the 90s in Illinois. When law enforcement had a press conference identifying the Racine County Jane Doe as Peggy Lynn Johnson Schroeder, they also stated that they had someone in custody, and that was Linda Sue LaRoche. 
1994, 18-year-old Peggy was left all alone. She was intellectually disabled and had no one left after the death of her mother. She went to a local clinic where Linda LaRoche was working, seeking help because she couldn't do it on her own and she was cognitively impaired. Linda LaRoche took her in as a live-in nanny and housekeeper. The last reported sighting of Peggy Lynn Johnson Schroeder was at a homecoming dance in 1994. In 1999, her aunt had put a note in the newspaper requesting that she contact her, but other than that, she had never been reported as missing. Peggy Johnson was abused, tortured, and lived in conditions that were probably not even fit for an animal. In July of 1999, her body just finally gave out. The official determination of death or cause of death was by sepsis pneumonia as a result of infection from injuries sustained from chronic abuse. According to testimony by LaRoche's ex-husband, who was a key witness in the trial, he had come home to find Peggy Johnson dead on the floor. He said that his wife had told him that the nanny had overdosed and for him to take their five children to get ice cream so she could take care of the body. She then drove 30 minutes across state lines and dumped the body in Racine, Wisconsin. LaRoche was convicted in March of this year and sentenced to life in prison. Peggy Johnson's body was exhumed a second time and reburied next to her mother in Illinois. She had initially been buried in Wisconsin, the state where they had found her. With DNA, they were able to verify that the Jane Doe was Peggy Lynn Johnson Schroeder, but that's not what led them ultimately to her identity. In this case, it was a tip that Linda LaRoche had confessed to multiple people that she had murdered this girl and with good law enforcement work they were able to determine that it was her what a sad story just a quick follow-up on yesterday's case that i had mentioned of ashley bush and her murder as well as the murder of her unborn baby Indeed, the woman in custody, Amber Waterman, had in, basically enticed her to meet with her with the offer of free baby clothes. Uh, she had created a fake Facebook account and was ultimately trying to 
not groom isn't the right word, but entice someone who was pregnant to steal their baby. That was the whole goal. That is absolutely sickening. And we'll continue to follow this case until there is a conviction. Don't forget tomorrow is Lori Vello's competency hearing. She's still currently in the county jail in Idaho. So she has not been moved to the state hospital. It will likely be sealed because all of her um, court appearances regarding her mental health have been, which she does have that right because of protected health information as well as preserving the integrity of the case when it does come to trial. If I hear anything about that, I will definitely let you know. And that's it. Tomorrow is my birthday. Hopefully I can do something fun. I'm not really sure what my plans are. It's supposed to snow about an inch tomorrow. So it shouldn't be too bad. And I'm thinking going out to dinner with the kids. A movie at home because we don't have a movie theater anymore because of the pandemic. It basically shut it down and caused it to go out of business. And some German chocolate cake. All right. See you tomorrow for another daily and a regular Wednesday episode.